The Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monorail back again for another week here in the Passholder Lounge, live on YouTube, on Facebook, and streaming to Twitch as well. We are simulcasting, multicast. It's like a multiverse of simulcast. We're all over the place, and we're live tonight on an odd night. A Monday night, because tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and that warms everyone's heart. Well, not everyone. It warms some people's hearts. Um, some people hate it, and I get it. Um, I've been there. Even even when you're sometimes in a relationship, you hate Valentine's Day. But I like to celebrate holidays, and luckily, uh, my girlfriend does as well. So we've got a big plans tomorrow. So we couldn't do the show tomorrow. We're doing it tonight, and here we are. Oh, Lewis says... By the way, we were talking in the pre-show about uh, beaver nuggets, ADD. Squirrel! Um, Lewis says they're crispy, sugary Cheetos. Kind of. Yeah, but they're like shorter and fatter. It's really weird. It's weird. Don't do beaver nuggets. This I am not sponsored by Bucky's. That's a fact, and I never will be. I'm going to fade this music down just a little bit. Well, welcome everyone once again to another week here in the Passlore Lounge. We're doing something... Very exciting here tonight. We're trying this live call-in show, quote-unquote, format, where I have actually provided a link to join the show to my Facebook group, the Passholder Lounge community, and also to the Discord community. And I thought we would just give this a try. I did throw out a loose topic for the day, and this is what we're going to be talking about. But as you know, the Passholder Lounge tends to be sort of, you know, just stream of consciousness, and word association sometimes. We go in all kinds of directions, so I'm sure we're going to do that tonight. But we are going to be talking, a little throwback, a little throwback topic. We're going to be talking about the most romantic things that you can do if you, were to hap if you happen to be celebrating Valentine's Day in a theme park. Let's say Walt Disney World, Universal, or maybe SeaWorld, or Busch Gardens, Six Flags, wherever it may be. What are some romantic things you can do to make that day special? We'll talk, we're talking rides, restaurants, attractions, shows, resorts, whatever it may be, or maybe a, a special romantic snack that you can share with your significant other. Whatever it may be, we're going to talk about that tonight. And it's a throwback because, oh, back in 2019, I think it was February 2019, we did an episode of the Monday Morning Monorail where we brought in a crew. It was me, May. Cousin Kevin from the Mouse Knows Best podcast and land in the Dawes Zone. And we talked about our most romantic days that we could build in the Walt Disney World Resort. We had a great time doing it. We lit some candles. We played some light romantic music. It was such a nice time. And uh, I think it ended up being one of our, our more well-received episodes we ever did. It was very silly. So in the spirit of the fact that I already gave out all of my advice about how to make it romantic tonight, we're going to get some thoughts from you. But if you join in, you don't have to talk about that if you don't want to. I heard some people in the chat on the Discord, on the Facebook say, I'm no expert on that, so I don't think I'll be joining in. If you had a question or a topic you just wanted to bring up to me, we can do that too. Um, idea being that this is sort of going to be like just a, just a radio call-in show, and we'll just see where we go. Um, so we're going to get to that. And actually, we already have our first guest on the line. So there's a lot of room for people to join. You can hop in the chat. 
If you've got the link in the Discord, if you've got the link on the Facebook, you can hop in. We'll pop in. We'll, we can do quick hits. You can, you know, whatever you want to do, and uh, and we'll see how this goes. Um, but keep in mind, I love throwing people in the penalty box, and boy, do I have an itchy trigger finger tonight. I'm ready to do it. I am ready to do it. So you test me, chat. You test me, live guests, and we'll see if you end up in the penalty box or not. Also, by the way, we do have a password tonight too, which I'm not going to share. I have it written down. It is it is under supervision. It's under lock and key, and we've got a shot of spice rum ready to go in case somebody says the password. We'll see if that happens. The other thing is, just to make it nice, I got a little glass of of white wine that I'm enjoying tonight. It's uh, it's nothing special. It's just a little Chardonnay. Um, and I'm sitting in the most romantic place I can think of, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. What's what's more romantic than Sam Eagle and having some delicious barbecue from all over our country? That's what we've got going on. Look at all these cast iron skillets behind me. I do not know how to take care of those things. I always ruin them. Don't put soap in them. Don't do it. You'll get yelled at. That's how you mess up a cast iron skillet. Um, but I still haven't gotten the Sam Eagle skip or sipper. So that's still on the to-do list. I need to go get it. All right, here we go. We have a guest on the line. Let's bring him in now. This is my friend who I just recently got to meet in person for the very first time. It is Pastor John. John, welcome to the Passholder Lounge. Hello, sir. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you all right. Okay. I'm not used to these days being introduced as Pastor John Self, but that is my Twitter handle. So that's perfectly fine, Justin. That's that's usually the direction I go because I feel like it's the most safe way to introduce people since that's like out on social media. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, Jeremy knows that guy. So well, <laughs> I'm seeing the comments. I'm not used to using this method of StreamYard. So I'm I'm flying a little blind here at the moment. So yeah, no worries. But I, I, for those of you who are listening and haven't, you know, been decimated by my voice just coming on, um, I'm the one I think in Discord who said I didn't know much about romantics. These things. Oh, that was you. I think that was me. Remember, remember <laughs> I'm under my disguise name in Discord. I know, and it confused me again, even though I knew who you were. Sorry, uh, that's just my Discord thing. But I, do right. have, I do have plenty of ideas as a as a theme park blogger. Obviously, I have part part time theme park blogger. I have plenty of ideas for for romantic things to do. All right. That's perfect. So let's get into some of that. Before we do, John, I just want to ask you, would you like to sort of like talk about some of the work that you've done recently <laughs> as a freelance foodie blogger? Do we have time for this? And, well, and, you know. Jer and Jeremy is listening. I hear that. I hear there's a rumor that I might be appearing on some other podcast this week. Okay, so you're, you you don't have to spoil anything. I'm not asking. No, you I, I have no idea. I've not been given an agenda. But just so you know, <laughs> I'm uh, I've just returned to my house. This is my first full day here at my back at my house in Illinois. Okay, uh, after after spending 28 days in Orlando working as a food blogger and covering stuff. So that's a tough Mar life. Mardi Gras, Seven Seas Food Festival at SeaWorld, um, several media dines at different restaurants in in Orlando. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, and of course, plenty of things at Disney Springs. I think I've hit about every Disney Springs restaurant <laughs> this trip. And you have served as my vital connection to the Bloody Mary tent and letting me know you gave me every step of the way as they were building that tent 
And then as soon as those Bloody Marys were there, you gave me the signal. So I appreciate all those updates, John. I, I something you learn as a clergy is you learn what your audience wants. And then you try <laughs> to get then you try to give them what they really need. And so I just tried to warn you that sometimes there was mild and sometimes there was wild. I was a little late on that information. Sorry, but well, I try and to keep I, you updated. I was aware, but like I, I did not expect day one I was going to walk up for my first Bloody Mary of Mardi Gras and they were going to tell me, sorry, we don't have wild. In fact, it was Skipper Bob that turned around and told me that. And the the information didn't even process in my brain. I thought he was trying to buy me a drink. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool, Skipper Bob. I'll, I'll get mine. Don't worry about me. And he's like, no, no, they don't have wild. <laughs> <laughs> did he have to talk really slowly like you're in another country speaking English? I can see that from Skipper Bob. That, yes, that basically he did. Real, that sounds pretty realistic to me that he would he'd be doing that. And, but it was very surprising to many people. Yeah. But, of but, course, they, they were more distracted by the lunch and the salad on top of their Bloody Mary. Oh, you know. Yeah, that'll do the trick. That'll do the trick yeah. every time. So, All right. yeah, I, I've covered a whole bunch of stuff. But go right ahead. Ask your, ask your official question. Well, I was also going to ask you, John, have you, did you gain a lot of weight on this trip? Because I, I mean, did I, I did check as a, as a gray-haired old man. I did check there's a scale that has been left from the carnage from my relationship status that is still in my house. Uh-huh. That re- reminded me as I walked into my house four weeks later, <laughs> I did step onto the scale. I do weigh four pounds more than when I left, <laughs> well, so which is which is less than I expected. I expected about ten pounds heavier because yeah. Yeah. I ate every single item on February first at Disney Springs that was new. All the new Gideon's cookie and cake, the sprinkles. The Everglades donut. Oh my gosh! And every single soulfully fresh item. Um, I was at Disney Springs for eleven hours eating. I would have had such heartburn. I mean, it sounds I mean, wonderful in theory. Well, it is wonderful in theory. I mean, there's a famous story of me last year this time having seven Gideon's cookies and four Everglades donuts in one day. Mm. That's was required. I needed to get those vlogs yeah. done. My goodness. So yeah. well, for then I think you came out on the good side, only gaining four pounds, like you said. I think so. It did help that I tried to walk everywhere and tried to avoid the transportation. I even walked from City Walk to Aventura to do a review of Bar Seventeen. That's a good stroll. It's a good twenty-minute walk. I've stayed yeah. at Aventura many times, and there is proof online that Aventura is my favorite on-site hotel. But that's a different podcast for a different day. Well, I like Aventura for a couple reasons myself, and and by the way. As, as everyone knows, this is not just a Disney show. So if we talk about Universal SeaWorld, the places that could be romantic, there's a place I have in mind, and Aventura might just be think, the place that you could find it. I think so. I might have just mentioned it. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's get right to it then, John. The official question is, tell me some things that you feel like could make for a romantic day at a theme park resort. Okay. Watch this Watch this blogger question. blogger answer. Okay. According to guest reviews from prominent sites that I may or may not be affiliated with, the most romantic restaurant on property is Topolino's Terrace. Oh, okay. All right. This is a place I've only, I have set foot in, but never eaten. Okay. Sorry. It's serious now. I have to take my glasses off. Seriously. Hold it. Just, you live in the area. That's right. And you have not been to Topolino's Terrace. Well, I just said I've been there. But, but have you eaten there? <laughs> I've never consumed food there. I went out on the balcony. Oh, sorry, this is the Passholder Lounge. I need to back away on that. If you had a you had a beverage there, right? 
Uh, no, I didn't even do that. In fact, okay. Now I'm judging you. Okay. Yeah, you should. It was, it was okay. funny. It was just, we showed up one day. Uh, it was shortly after the place had opened. We went upstairs. They were between their, I guess, brunch and dinner service. Uh, that is an awkward time between like one and five. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't know that they didn't do lunch. And I was like, well, can we at least check the place out? And of course they let us do that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ne- I've never eaten there. So, I, but it looks beautiful. I mean, I think if, if I'm, gonna throw a guess out here i think part of the thing that makes it romantic would be the views up there the views are incredible the outdoor bar helps Mm -hmm. and the fact that arguably for sick for true signature dining not what walt disney world sometimes calls signature dining yeah i'm looking at you magic kingdom restaurants (laughs) um you can get a really good meal for less uh, i'm sorry to insult some of your your esteemed colleagues, a much better meal. I don't than claim any it, of them. So it's then okay. you can get it. You can get it California grill for far less. Okay. Now, granted you still need to bring a wallet or, or um, let me do shameless plug for someone I may have written for, or have mouse dining, cover the tab, whatever you need to do. Um, but it's, it's worth it. Yeah. That's and what I've always a, heard. And you have the, the, the main disadvantage of Topolino's over California grill is obviously you're a little you're farther away from the fireworks. You're farther away, but it's a Skyliner stop. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not going to say it myself. I just feel like if we're going to talk transportation and romantic, I mean, come on. I was going to lead you down that that path. <laughs> yes, that that was the path we were going to go to, and we were going to take the Skyliner and work our way around eventually to a view towards Epcot, and then if we're really adventurous, take the monorail to check, take in the electric water pageant. So Lewis is saying he hasn't been there, but it would have to be amazing to beat Mark Narcusis, which by the way, still isn't open. I don't think, or California. It's not yet. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to play food blogger, play the food blogger card here. <laughs> Do it. Do it to Lewis um, because he always does stuff like this to me. Topolinos is better than California grill, <laughs> but take that. The, Lewis. But the view that's a different conversation. If the view is the most important thing, you got to kind of weigh with your significant other on that. If you're, if the view is the more important thing, then perhaps maybe California grill is your better way to go. Or yeah, sorry. I agree. I was just going to second that. Or if you wanted a better view, you could book a fireworks cruise and maybe just splurge and book a fireworks cruise with you and your significant other and take that cruise. And I, I think that would work out well for you. Yeah, I think so too. That that to me was another thing. It it doesn't pop to mind first because you know, of course, that's an added cost. That's mm-hmm. like a you know, it's a it's an excursion you have to pay for. Um, but I could imagine that that would be something that would score a lot of points if you were looking to do that. Um, especially, I, I was I, yeah. I was trying as a clergy member since my Twitter handle gives me a way of finding a delicate way of saying that. But yes. I believe that would work really well for you, for your romantic experience. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Right. You're you're trying to give your significant other a special night out. Uh, That would be a beautiful, beautiful surprise Mm -hmm. to do something like that. So yeah, that would be nice. Um, Okay. So Topolino, we got a fireworks cruise. We have a ride on the Skyliner. What else comes to mind for you, John? 
Well, you're going to have it. It's so much easier now. This is something the My Disney Experience app gets right. So I'll mark this down as one of the few things they get right. <laughs> you can use your My Disney Experience app or whatever we're calling it this week. And you can book a carriage ride at either, I believe it's Wilderness Lodge or Port Orleans Riverside. Oh. It's, 55, it's $55. Um, the Port Orleans, I would suggest the Port Orleans Riverside because then you could make your way to or from Disney Springs for a romantic dinner there, because there are plenty of options. It's about $55. Sorry, I'm a food blogger, not a carriage ride blogger, so I can't remember, but it's somewhere around there. And it's a 20 minute trip. They take you around Port Orleans Riverside. That sounds and, great. And, and I was going to say, if uh, as the as the slogan goes, you know, it's not Barry White's fault if you're not successful after the carriage ride. Okay? <laughs> you know, that's on you at that point. That's the best we can do. Yeah, um, you got to you know, close. <laughs> if the carriage ride, if the carriage ride doesn't work for you, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to do to help you. A horse can lead that carriage, but it can't lead you to. Yeah, there are lots of bad analogies (laughs) to keep going with this one. So I'm going to probably be quiet before I say something inappropriate. Um, But that's okay. You can leave it for me. I can say the right. Well, I I I know what my role is here. I just have to set you up, and you'll be fine. I love it, and 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 make sure the Bloody Mary tent stays open. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've recommended that for I've recommended for people who are going to do that tomorrow. We're if you're listening to this later, we're recording this on Monday night before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're going to have uh, dinner at one of the four choices I gave them at Disney Springs. I don't, they haven't told me I'm not micromanaging them, but you know, those kind of things. Donna, Disney is so, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to say Donna was suggesting something here and I, I feel like it's worth mentioning club 33 at Disneyland is the best, at least in Disneyland for a Valentine's dinner. And look, if that's on the table for you, absolutely take your date to club 33. <laughs> Take I me. will uh, I will officially <laughs> bow and scrape uh, on the Club 33 because I can assure you that the Disney Corporation is not letting the food part-time food <laughs> blogger into Club 33 for any reason whatsoever. So that's not going to happen. Donna, yes, I agree. Yeah, Donna, if you've got the hookup there, I mean, I'm coming out to California tomorrow, and you can take me to Club 33, and and I'll. You know, I'll go ahead and apologize to my girlfriend in advance. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and your girlfriend would understand. I would she, hope. She might. She's, you know, it's she's not like a huge theme park person, but she knows Club 33. So, right. Yeah, I think we all do. Um, yeah, Disney, Lewis, has, Disney has so many ways to be romantic. Yeah. Lewis has thrown out Carthay Circle at California Adventure. And Brown, Brown Derby isn't bad either when it isn't too loud. So... Yep, those are both good options. Agreed on the loudness of Brown Derby. That our reports are as that's gotten far worse. But oh, that's interesting a whole discussion. I've been there. I've only been there once to Brown Derby, like and ate, eaten in the restaurant. I've been to the Brown Derby Lounge. Oh, I love that. We we got a nice pop and fizz of that Pepsi. Sorry, there. buddy. I, there were de- there were days where I may have been sponsored by a different company, so I'm used to holding the box. <laughs> yeah, hold it so you can see. The advertisement, sorry. Some habits never die. No, it's fine. Um, but no, I went for lunch. Uh, like I said, I've been to the Brown Derby Lounge more than once, but uh, went for lunch one time. Loved it. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, and I think for me, that environment, at least during the day, and it was during the day. So granted, at night, it might be different. Like it seemed a little too bright for me. Like, I don't know at night, maybe it gets a little darker in there. It's a little dimmer. Maybe not to like La Cellier level. La Cellier yeah. is the, that's the right lighting for a romantic dinner. 
If you're looking for lighting, STK is an excellent option also, STK Steakhouse. Okay. Because um, they have the same lighting in there all the time. I do want to pick on our buddy Jeremy here for a second because he is making a good suggestion. And um, Oops. I, I have heard this story from both sides. So I will I will defer as a clergy member and not confess anything. But yeah, the flying fish can be a really excellent um, romantic. I, I would argue for Topolino's over that, but let's be serious here. Topolino's is the second or third hardest reservation to get at, Univer at Universal, at uh, Walt you, Disney World. It would be impossible so, to get at Universal. Yes, sorry. There's a faux pas. You can tell I've been doing nothing but typing or riding airplanes for the last two days. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be, Flying Fish is a good option. And then you could go to Abracadabra after that. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it, I don't know nice. if that's overly romantic, but it's it's themed enough that you might be able to pull that off depending on who your date is. I personally, okay, so I will say I think Abracadabar is a romantic location. And the fact that it's tucked in between two restaurants, because, mm -hmm. yeah, you've got uh, Flying Fish on one side and then you've got Trattoria Al Forno on the other. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you can't go wrong with an Italian dinner for uh, you know, I mean, just look at Lady and the Tramp. Get some, get a plate of spaghetti, and there you go, spaghetti in the meatball, and then there you go. You've got a romantic. Yeah, dinner. but I'm I'm obligated at this point because it's one of my um my soapboxes is. But the problem is you're getting Italian food at Walt Disney World. Yeah, so well. you're you're paying way too much for <laughs> okay Italian food. Sorry, Patina Group. I don't. I know I'm I'm not getting any media dines to your restaurant anytime soon after the statement, but that's just the way it is. Um, this is making a transition. This is something that Universal does better. Oh, okay. Um, Vivo, Vivo and CityWalk has far better Italian food. Even though it's hard, I, you would request a table far away from the CityWalk entrance. Yeah. Uh, indoor. And Mama Della's at Portofino, because it is Portofino Bay Resort, they can kind of pull off the Italian thing fairly well. Um, but then you're looking at Topolino's prices. Right. Well, that, that brings me back. I mean, I wanted to make that comment when we were comparing Topolino earlier to the California grill. I find when I, if I wanted a California grill reservation, I can pretty much get one even like day of, especially, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to play the game a little bit. Here's a little tip. Don't tell Disney that I told you this. But something happens to the app where yes, sometimes if you put like you're looking for a table for three or two or four different options pop up and maybe you don't you're, have. By the way, by the way, you're giving away some of my secrets as a food blogger, by the way, I just want you to know. But I, it's OK. It's your podcast. Well, I just I think people should know because there are times like say, say I'm going by myself. And this is how I learned this trick because I sometimes I will go and I'll make myself like a reservation. Let's say at like Kona cafe. And I have found if I put in one person, the options are very limited. If I put mm -hmm. in two, all of a sudden there's a bunch more. But that's the it, John, that's the John self rule. They don't want the food blogger to show up with one. So, you know, he wants to make sure he brings a friend with him. So yeah, that, that's it, what the one. And you're not going to get penalized for showing up and being like, oh, no. my, the person didn't come with me. It's just me. So yeah, I did that last week. Just FYI. I mean, if you all are having trouble and I, but that trick has not helped me at Topolino. In no, fact, that, tr that trick will not help you at Topolino's Terrace. I have had two reservation at Topolino that I've had to cancel 
um, for one reason or another. So it's it's one of those places I feel like I may just never get to go to. Sadly. Is there is there the the walk of shame symbol? I can do shame, shame. You canceled reservations, but okay. Um, I do want to. I'm producing your podcast now. Go I'm sorry. For it. Uh, Donna suggested Mythos at Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I'm not as as a very pro Universal Homer um, because. Sorry, if I told you the project I'm working on right now of comparing Disney World to Universal, I'm having to edit it out and take out all my commentary that's pro-Universal, just to be fair. So I'm very very pro-Universal. Mythos is not the best theme park restaurant in the world, no matter what a (laughs) UK-based prominent- There's a sign out front, John. Prominent um, (laughs) news agency keeps getting people to vote because Mythos is now in their Hall of Fame. Having said that, (laughs) <laughs> I can get this uh, spoiler. I can get the same steak medallions or beef medallions there for about half the price it cost me at Epcot for the same quality. Oh, sure. Okay. I... Um, however, guests tell us, even though I love this suggestion of mythos is unless you're sitting in the back in the outdoor seating, it tends to be too noisy to be really romantic. Okay. That makes Ironically, sense. Velocicoaster, which you'll be looking at from the outdoor seating, is quieter than inside Mythos on a busy day. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty all, funny. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, but, I can get that. Yeah, but the but food there is good, and it's not the greatest theme park restaurant ever in the world. That's that's a dangerous overpromise under deliver, but it may be the best theme park restaurant value for table service in the Orlando area. Okay. I feel like that's a fair comment. I, again, uh, this is another place, a blind spot for me. I've never eaten at mythos. And, and I recently, I know you saw the tweet, John, I, I admitted that like, I'm sort of biased against theme park food at universal towards Disney. I, I just feel like this is an area universal still has room to improve um, I will say that I have eaten at Lombard's and I, and I actually mm-hmm. really liked, my, I actually really liked my meal at Lombard's. Ooh. You um, mean the, the fourth, lo- the lowest rated in park table service restaurant at Universal? I guess so. I, but I enjoyed what I had. Um, and then like Finnegan's has grown on me. Um, but in terms of like Island, Islands of Adventure, I have not, I don't think I've done any sit down like table service i haven't at islands of adventure i could i could argue that confisco's grill and mythos are the two better in park table service restaurants at universal and they're both in islands yeah okay fans of finnegan's who not that i'm opposed to it but you might suspect that i don't drink a lot based on my twitter handle okay because i joked with uh, justin on saturday uh, I'm kind I was of trying to buy him drinks and he wouldn't yeah. let me. About half a beer and I'm I don't function any longer. We we determined that back when I may have swung a racket and been sponsored by a beer company. We determined <laughs> that, so I, I know what to watch out for. Uh, having said that, um, the food, especially with the chef changes, is probably better table service wise over at Islands Adventure. Okay, that's fair. I'll but get over got, there. You've got City Walk that's right there. Your Disneyland fans know that city walk yeah. the phenomenon of a small park and having city walk right there i mean you have plenty of options in city walk not to mention taking the something you i didn't think of to right now 
you could have a, a brief pop into the theme parks on your romantic day and then take the water taxis to Sapphire Falls or to Hard Rock or to Portofino for dinner that night. I like it's this an suggestion. Easy, it's an easy, quick trip. Yeah, I like this suggestion. And you're right. Like, that's something that I... I think I have to break out of the mentality of like, I need the food to be in the park because how much different is it just to walk out the front and have like big fire sitting there or, you know, antihitos or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Depending on what you're looking for, you can find out. I, I may have typed these words several different ways today. Your criticism of universal food is valid. If your discussion is, I want the best food. Mm-hmm. If your criticism is, I want the best food no matter what the price is, then Disney is a much better option. The question is, is it always worth the 10% or 20% better value that it is? Yeah. And right. I, may, I may have debated that in lots of different podcasts, and we usually conclude that it is not. Interesting. Um, it's usually the conclusion when you compare apples to apples. I guess so. I think for most people, that's probably true. I I mean, the way I theme park these days is mostly based on what I'm going to be putting like in my stomach, um, mm-hmm. food and food and drink. Um, and I respect that. Yeah. I mean, like, because usually I don't have to wait 45 minutes to get a Ronto wrap or, you know, whatever. So the payoff mm-hmm. to me is much better to enjoy food rather than standing in like an hour long line. Um, but I will say that I, I totally understand. Like you're you're paying the Disney premium as you mm-hmm. do, um, and maybe it's not the most fiscally responsible thing, but I don't know. I I, I just haven't broken through broken through that mentality, and and I want to honestly because I think I'm not totally being fair um, to Universal sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's, there are some examples in which um, I've written this today actually. Um, you know, there is nothing comparable to Morimoto Asia at, Disney, at Universal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Morimoto Asia is a romantic restaurant. So maybe we'll I think it is. There. It's on my <laughs> list. I love that place, by the way. Oh, I don't misunderstand me. I got asked. I got asked on some some monorail like podcast. Not yours. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, what, what restaurant I would go to if I had the choice of any place. And I said Morimoto Asia. Nice. Yeah. I listen, I'm right there with you, John. I now there, I've never had a bad meal there. I think you just put the comment up. I'm doing three things at once and took my glasses off, but space 220. Thank you so much. Space mm-hmm. 220 could be romantic depending on your, your target audience. It could be. I mean, um, the, I, the lounge would be. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I think even the meal there, uh, it, even if you're sitting in the, in the dining room proper, it, it could be because it's such a, it's such a, I mean, when you, when you think of themed dining, dining, that's what you're thinking of. Like, and, and in right. this case, in this case, I actually think the food at space 220 is better than people say. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's all about the experience and the food isn't great. I really, I don't know. I went, I got, was lucky enough to go there with Lewis and Val and Lewis pointing out space 220 is improved by the company. Um, I don't know if Lewis loved his meal as much as I did. I, I thought it was great. I mean, when you, when you, when you have a prefix menu, uh-huh. uh, at Disney, which happens more often than I, than I wish it did, um, you're paying this premium and I guess I've had enough of those that to me, the space 220 prefix meal was 
in the I, we'll say top three uh, of the of the options that I've had uh, personally, and, and maybe it's because of some of the novelty of some of the the menu items, but it's I, I love the presentation there, and I just love the experience. I don't know, I I was on board. Um. Once again, I'm producing your podcast. We've we've skipped one of the if you're just going to go for romance, yeah. and money is no object. Um, there is the di- there is the Disney option we have not mentioned because neither one of us is going to go there unless someone else is paying for it. Yeah, Victorian Alberts. Oh, okay. Of course, of course. I mean, that's a bucket list item. Well, I was going to say no one. Neither one of us is going to go there unless someone else is paying for it. Um, it's a lovely place that I've not paid for. Um, and and you will have plenty of food and it, you will feel catered to and you will feel like you are the bourgeoisie of bourgeoisie um, because that's what they're going for. You yeah. get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like if I ever get to do Victoria and Albert's, like it's going to have to be the chef's table experience. Like if, if I'm laying out that cash... Mm-hmm. I I want to go ahead and do the top tier experience. I'm doing the chef table and I'm doing the wine pairing. Like just just do it all. I want the chef to be hanging out with me. I want okay. him. I, I mean, I want I want to, I want that interaction. I want all of that because, I mean, it's probably going to be like a one and done most likely. So I'm going to go all out. I That's can respect that. Yeah. I hope you enjoy you know your thousand dollars you just spent. I, oh, I know, I know. That's okay. what I'm saying. And this, I'm being this would be like a oh I, this would be like I'm thinking like I would be celebrating something like one of my kids graduated college <laughs> 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 because who knows um, mm-hmm. you know and if they did I'd be willing to do it they don't even have to go with me I'll just go you'll just go a, to celebrate I'll have a great maybe night. maybe you should celebrate um, them having a real stable job after graduating college, that should be a better one. I would celebrate that too. You know, and at, at that as, point, maybe as someone, as someone who's in a different stage of life than you, there's always that fear that they come back on the payroll when your payroll is short. So, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I get that too. Uh, Lewis is saying they had nine dragons tonight. I've never been to nine dragons, but I'll tell you why. Personally, it's because it's hard for me to imagine going to a Chinese restaurant at Disney. I, I mean, it may be great, but I'm like it. My experience going to Chinese restaurants in the world, the the distance between the worst Chinese place I've been to and the best is not that wide. I personally, um, as someone who may have, it's been a while, who may have served as this ancient thing we called missionary in Southeast Asia and places like that. There's a big difference. Okay. However. I think the best argument for nine dragons would be um, the potential views and the fact you'd have to spend two hundred dollars to get a good view for a meal for two or three people. Okay. Okay. Um, I I'm not saying the food is great. Your argument may hold up, Justin. Though you want to make that a little wider than than you had your hands, maybe a little <laughs> wider. Um, but it's it's the fact that you are eating at Epcot. And it didn't, it's not Monsieur Paul. Okay. That makes sense. It's not, it's not Le Cellier. Yeah. Um, which is becoming excessively overpriced. Sorry, that was a social commentary. 
Well, I mean, yeah, and that's what Lewis was saying too. He said around seventy bucks for two meals, an appetizer, and two soft drinks. That's right. That's Epcot affordable for sure for a sit down. Set, yes, it is. Having broken that down today and trying to compare the festivals at Universal and Epcot and the food at Epcot and Universal and the food's better at Epcot. I just I want to make sure we say that out loud. <laughs> is it twice as much? Twice better? I, I speak English. Okay. <laughs> um, is it twice as good? I would say no. Mm. So, yeah, Lewis, I think I think you're right that there. this is a conversation we have in other podcast worlds of your bucket list items and then your checklist items. You just have to check things off to say you did them as a Disney fan or a theme park fan. Yeah, that's where I'd like to be. I want to be able to go and start just doing things because I'm like, well, I've got to check this off rather than like, well, but I'm also on, spending the money. I don't want to feel like I'm wasting. For me, that sometimes means going to T-Rex or Rainforest Cafe. So don't get too excited. Oh, I, I let my kids go to T-Rex Cafe. They've done that. They've told me all about it. I don't need to do it myself. They got me one of those cool tiki mugs that has a dinosaur on it. That's all oh, I needed. That's love. Yeah. It's um, not Trader but, Sam's, but it's love. Lewis said that he it was the best Chinese they have had. That... Okay, now, and by the way, when I said that the distance between the worst and the best is not far, I actually love Chinese food, by the way. Like, I like Chinese is one of my favorite things to have. So when I say the worst, like, it's way <laughs> up here, okay? Um, it's almost like pizza. I've had, I've had pizza that I would consider bad pizza, but it's still pizza. It's, I mean, I'm going to be pretty happy regardless. So... Lewis, saying you live in Tennessee is not, uh, it, I mean, there is delicious food in Tennessee. So, I, but if you've ever, the best Chinese, honestly, if I was going to rank, my best Chinese I've ever had was in New York City. Um, at a little place called the Main Noodle House in Midtown. It's delicious. Highly recommend it. You, you could go to Joe's Shanghai and get uh, soup dumplings, which are very good, but Go to the main noodle house. You'll be very happy. Um, it, so saying it's the best you've ever had. Ah, man. I I'll, look, I'm going to try remember, it. At some remember, point. Justin, you are the person who says there are no wrong opinions or something of that effect. Just oh, I, no, no, no. Okay. No, here's what I here's what I think. I, I your personal favorite is fine. But to say like the best, that's like a totally different thing. The best and worst is is so subjective, right? Right. That's that's where I start to be like, mm, come on, it might be your favorite. That doesn't make it the best, but either way. Well, looking at the comments, I have probably two responses. Um, Shannon, I'm sorry, you're right, but as a food blogger, sometimes you are asked to go places because <laughs> T Rex is the most searched for reservation at Disney Springs. It has been consistently <laughs> the most searched for dining reservation at Disney Springs. And when you've been affiliated with or you're right food blogs, you have to go. And I've written many blogs about what does an adult get <laughs> at T-Rex? Okay. So I want to make sure, make sure I, I say that. So we're clear. And uh, what was it? Lewis said something about, um, yeah, we're, I was going to say you're checking off places, which I totally appreciate. But if you're looking for Asian food, I think I've already promoted Morimoto or, Morimoto oh, yeah. enough already. Morimoto's the place. I, but by the way, I, I also love Tokyo dining. Um, 
that's one of my favorite places. And I also think it's relatively affordable in Epcot. Have you been there? Well, you can't be there lately, but when was the yeah. last time you went to Tokyo Dining? It was before. It cl- I, I, I watched Epcot forever from Tokyo Dining. So it hasn't, I mean, that's been a while, but. Okay, back when it was below $200. So have they have they increased all their prices? <laughs> mm, yes. Oh. Uh, I may yes, be exaggerating I, a little bit, but you don't want to. Okay. The well, prices that's disappointing. are much, much higher now. Yeah. I used to like, like Tokyo dining was a good place. You could go get a bento box and you had uh-huh. a, it's, it's up there raised up and you had a nice view of the lagoon. If you wanted to watch the nighttime show from right home. now, remember I'm quoting you a price for two people. Cause we are discussing romantic. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, when I went, it was with four. So yeah, you might have barely stayed under 200 then it's, it's gone up a lot. Okay. All right. Um, Drew says spare ribs for life. Where, where, where are you getting your Where? spare ribs? Are we going to Morton Morito? We we getting dim ribs at Nomad? Where are I we mean, going? if we're talking Nomad, that's I mean number one most romantic place of all time. Take your take your significant other to Nomad Lounge and get dim ribs, and then she's yours. Listen, I was gonna say, if she's vegan or gluten free, get her the churros there, and, oh. and you may have an excellent move. Of course, of course, the churros. Um, right. I here here's one of the one of the best things. Oh, okay. Drew's saying um Morimoto, the one and only. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I've actually have not had the spare ribs there, so I'll have to give them a shot. I'm gonna suggest um as your nomad love. Yes. Um it may you may go back to nomad and wonder why the ribs don't taste as good after you go to Morimoto. Oh, I don't know. Oh, we're gonna have to have a rib off. I could yeah. do this in a, I could do this in a single day. Do yes, you both, could. Do both places and do the ribs. I feel like and I I'm may sure have to do I'm that. sure as a food blogger I would love to hear this report cuz that's easy that's easy work for me. You know what I would like to do? I cuz I've actually thought about this cuz I've frequently said that the ribs at Nomad Lounge are the best on property. Um so I would love to test that. I don't, I don't I don't mind putting my opinion to the test. So if there's if there's another <laughs> um, one, Lewis wants to know if you're available tomorrow. I would love to do that tomorrow, but the answer okay. is no. What? Uh, it's Valentine's Day. We've discussed this. Don is taking me to Club Thirty Three. Okay, sorry, that's right. Don is taking you to Club Thirty Three, and I, I I blocked that out. Sorry. Okay, my bad. I'm, I got to get on. Apologize. I got to get on a. I got to get on a plane first thing in the morning because I'm going to. Yeah. Club 33. Good luck pricing that to John Wayne Airport. Good luck with that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, we, if you don't, yeah, I'm not even going to argue this. You need to try the Morimoto ribs. And I will. Look, I, I would love to be wrong. And the thing is, I love Morimoto. So it's not going to hurt my feelings to say, that Morimoto's ribs are better. I am willing to do it. But what I was going to say is, and and I have tried while, while I've got Regal Eagle behind me, I've tried the ribs at Regal Eagle and, and they don't, they're good, but they, they're not, they're not nomad lounge Sorry. level ribs. Okay. You're pulling out counter service barbecue. So then we have to, if you're going to be equal to equal, have you had the ribs at polite pig? No, I haven't. Okay. Then you can't, you can't compare barbecue barbecue at polite pig is, I was going to say twice as good. That's blogger exaggeration. They're far better than Regal Eagle. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, 
And I and all I, all the barbecue polite pig is far better than Regal Eagle. Oh, my favorite ribs are still in Harambe. They are just special in a way you can't find from Lewis. Um, that's I think hmm. I know what he means, and that is awfully cryptic. I'm impressed. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something on that one. Um. Drew, I by the way, the opinion Morimoto building has the best story in all of Disney Springs. I sort of agree with you, the old bottling company. Let me tell uh -huh. you something that's pretty funny. Um, so if you walk around the side of Morimoto as you're heading towards Gideon's, you'll notice on the wall it says Forbidden Lounge. Yes. And there's a and there's a door there. So I thought maybe <laughs> one day that this was like a secret place. And I was like, wait a minute. Why have we never gone in this door? Like, it's clearly marked for something. Well, let me just tell you from experience, you don't go in that door. It's it's an employee lounge back there. <laughs> there were people, they were like, what are you doing coming in here? We're like, we're looking for the forbidden lounge. It really is forbidden. No, it's, it's forbidden to you. <laughs> Why do they have the sign out there? Um, all joking aside, since you mentioned... Um, Gideon's you could you know you could just get him or her the the eternal flame cookie or eternal flame cake from Gideon's while you're there yeah I've heard good things about that never had that one I mean that's my least favorite seasonal cookie but that's like saying that's back to your pizza and Chinese food mm -hmm. the worst cookie at Gideon's is still a phenomenal cookie yeah so. yeah and it's spicy, right? It's got some like cayenne in it. Um, they've cut cut it back a lot. I think Steve was sorry. The Instagram poster who may perhaps be the owner of the establishment. Um, he he's talked about how they've cut cut it back a lot. Oh my gosh! Because two years ago, two years ago it was really spicy. You you get people. This is the same reason that a lot of theme park food is bland. Because yes. because because oh. yes. Because guests complain if it's too spicy or there's too much going on with it. It's too flavorful. Like, you have to have bland food in the theme park because that's what the masses want, sadly. Um, I would love to follow it up, but I will talk for 30 minutes and bore everybody here about how you're 100% right. I mean, it's it's just a tried and true thing. Why do you think you have places like Cosmic Rays and people are like, oh, it's just burgers and chicken nuggets? That's what people want. Okay, like the majority of people. According to sources who keep track of this, not me and not people I write for, um, Cosmic Rays is the sells the most amount of food of any theme park restaurant in the world. In wow. The world. They should hang that okay. banner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, that doesn't mean it's good food. But the, Universal had the same problem. The Monsters Cafe that is... Come, becoming the Minion Cafe. My God. They started out with pizza and burgers and they tried to change, they changed that menu and they went through a whole bunch of barbecue versions, a whole bunch of things. And some of the food was really good. Some of it was awful, but some of it was really good. But the problem was people weren't going to buy it because they wanted pizza and burgers and chicken fingers. That's right. That's what people want because that's what kids want too. And slices of pizza. That's right. So that's what you get a lot of times. And, and very little of that is romantic. Even though the so, pasta might be, I, that's not bad, Drew. Drew, I I don't know if this is where you're going with this comment, but I think I, in my opinion, I think this is what you mean. I still love Skipper Canteen, but I do feel like they've scaled back their adventurous menu since it yes. opened. 
Um, I can I can I can give you that in firsthand experience that the menu's been scaled way back and the spice level's been scaled way back. Yeah. However, I think the food quality that is technically more bland, whatever that means, may be slightly better. Oh, I agree. Before. Yeah, no. Well, I think Skipper Canteen is a good place. It's it's like a for for a. I, I know it's a table service. You got to make reservations. I it's to me, it's not the same as going to like a a different kind of table service place. It's it's almost like a transition between the quick service and table service. Right. It's definitely not signature dining. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, there you go. It's not signature dining. It's not be our guest. It's not Cinderella's royal table. Yeah, but it is very good, and it does have options that you don't just typically get at a theme park. So that's good, and and I hope that they stick to that. This sort of gets to that whole thing that happened at Docking Bay Seven, where they decided to like mm-hmm. change the name of things and change the menu because people didn't get it. It's it's so sad. It's so sad to me. They have to play. They have to like market and make it consumable for the masses. That's the problem. Yeah. But in fairness, that's what they did in the Wizarding World too. It just wasn't as obvious. Oh, I have a better example. I actually Mm -hmm. did a Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay was opening. They had this extravagant um, menu, and they were cranking out some. I was going to oversell it. Some really, really good counter service food. Okay. And they had trouble getting the food out quickly enough. And then people just wanted burgers and flatbreads and stuff. We went to, um, to, to some chocolate factory and savory feast kitchen. Yes. Had to get the whole name in, um, (laughs) went, went through the same thing. Cause when Tucson first opened, they had a menu about two thirds the size of cheesecake factory. Oh, okay. Okay. Just yes, we did count the menu items and yes, we did do a comparison between that and the millennial location. Wow. Um, yeah, this is what you do as a food blogger. It's sad. Um, but now it's it's far more scaled back. They've even took some things off the menu recently um, and have adjusted it because you have to simplify things for the theme park audience. Yeah. So I just want to I want to mark the time here where we, we've got six minutes left of the show. I are you all afraid of me? Am I intimidating? What John has has been happy and, and generous with his time. He's been here hanging out with me the whole time. This was an open invitation for people to. I, join sc- I scared show. everybody away. You you intimidate. You were like the headliner coming in first. It's like who's going to follow John? Um, I mean, someone with someone with personality and a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's not worried about having enough active tense and and enough. SEO significance in their blogs. Yeah. Somebody like that. No, you, this has been great. It's actually been a really good conversation. I mean, we've sort of like somewhat strayed from just romantic stuff and now we're just talking about food, but that's fine with me. You did. You did suck me in. I'll be the, I'll do that anytime. Um, we've um got, I do have, I do have yeah. to agree with Donna's comment about Knott's Berry farm fried chicken dinner. Oh, okay. In the, in that setting, there's something about that wholesome and this is someone who clearly hold on let me say a southern word who if you would talk would say why i mean it's pretty obvious that i i exactly i mean when i in sermons i take the word why out of the manuscript because i don't want to make it a four syllable word um (laughs) uh that setting creates a really nice food and um it can be a reasonable romantic experience there because they allow that if you're willing to go in that 
old-fashioned environment. Okay. I don't I don't have a nice way to say that. It sounds like I'm saying they're old. I'm not saying that. No, just, I don't we, think that's what you're we saying. We looked at things differently back then. Some of the ways we looked at things back then was terrible. And some of them are maybe we gave up things we shouldn't have given up. Yeah, maybe. That's a whole. Now we've entered into my other world, not my food blogging world. We've entered into my faith-based world. So we don't have time for that conversation. So Shannon, Shannon's giving a shout out for Hershey Park. She's saying that. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought she was saying. They've got a kissing tower. At, mm-hmm. what, what is that? What is that? I need more information, Shannon, because that sounds, I mean, that sounds romantic. How, 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 more, how much more romantic can you get than a kissing tower? Well, I mean, it is the home of the Hershey Kisses. That's true. Um, which, by the way, of course, the Hershey Kisses, or the Hershey, what? No, no, no. I'm thinking of M&Ms. Forget it. Hershey Kisses. Be careful, is yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so... I, I'm going to need more information. Shannon, why, why you could have come on here and talked about the kissing tower, but you didn't do it. So I'm, I'm just saying you probably should. It's 300 feet high. And do you go up, you just go up there and you, and you yeah, give vi- your loved in one your a world, In your world, Justin, visualize the, the sky tower at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Similar setup. Visualize a lot more candy themed because, okay. you know, if you if your significant other has a sweet tooth, you can't beat Hershey, Hershey Park. Oh sure. Un- unfortunately, it's not open on Valentine's Day, so you're out of luck there. Is oh because they're seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're a little far cold north. up there. Yep. I, living down as in I, Orlando. As, I, as I've returned to Illinois, I was reminded of that. That's not right. That it's cold, but I did see my heating bill while I was gone, and I was horrified. Why did you keep it on while you were gone? Well, I'd like my pipes not to burst. But you could keep it lower, right? I did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in Boston for a while. This is not the first time that I've experienced serious winter weather. I I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I I, Living in Orlando, I've only been here over just a little over three years. I've forgotten about seasonality of theme parks because Dollywood's the same way. It doesn't stay open all year. Um, Yeah, but Dollywood stays open most of the year. It's not Cedar Point. That's true. This is a passholder lounge. We can I forget. I can oh, talk about Cedar Point. I love. It's Cedar not Cedar Point. Point that might open April, <laughs> and I, yeah, pr- and probably closes in o- mid October, maybe not well, even that late. Back when May was in middle school, her middle school band took a trip to Cedar Point to compete in a band competition, and me, being the wonderful father that I am packed her bag because this happened after uh, Sam had already moved down to Florida. So it was me and, and May and McKenna still living in Knoxville going to send May up to Cedar point. And I did not even consider how cold it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I sent her with nothing warm at all. And we ended up like, luckily I knew some of the chaperones who were able to help her out. And I think she bought a sweater. She had some money. She could take care of it. But like, the day they were at the park, I want to say that it was in the 40s and it was windy because, by the way, it's out in the middle of Lake Erie. Yep. Uh, and so I've, I, I've ridden Steel Vengeance in 45 degree weather. Yeah. I'm um, a terrible dad. That's the story. Not that Steel Vengeance, which is, we'll call it the sister ride to Iron Gwazi to give your audience a comparison. Um, it's, but they've both been RMC'd and all those kind of things. Um, that ride's terrifying enough. Mm-hmm. 
uh, without the fact that it's 45 degrees, <laughs> I'm afraid I may freeze to death in the process. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't need that to be an, an additional threat. No, I do not. Um, um, wait, I want to throw this in here as we're wrapping up. Drew said for romance, he has to go with the partner statue since it's where he proposed to his wife. That is the sweetest that, thing. I was going to say that can't be a wrong answer. Yeah, no, that's the most romantic place, Drew. Um, you see so many proposals in front of the castle. You see proposals. I, I actually, one day when I was in the animal kingdom, I'm not kidding. And I'm not just saying this because I love animal kingdom. I saw five proposals happen in front of the tree of life in one day. I'm sorry, you you love Animal Kingdom? I'm I know that's a this. it's a very good like it's a well kept secret, but it is true. I love the Animal Kingdom, but that's awesome, Drew, and I, I feel like you can't go wrong with that. So that's a good place to sort of wrap up the discussion. Yep. So, John, well, you were the star guest, sir. Thank I, you for I, joining I did, me. I didn't even really intend to come on. I was just I was going to finish <laughs> up a blog and. But I decided I'll just I'll just join the little group and see what happens. And so you sucked me in, and so we we went from there. This has been a great episode, actually. Uh, I, it am, was a I am I'm not good at this non scripted podcast thing. I'm usually what do you mean? Podcasts that I go on, we joke about. I'm going to send you a script because I know it's what you want, and you need this, and you need this. I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm Type A. This is who I am. So sorry. Look, that's my past of podcasting. I, I'm the mm -hmm. same way. I need an outline. I need my bullets. I need everything lined out. And I don't do that here. But John, you you thrived in this environment. So congratulations to you. Thank um, you, my friend. Thanks well, why don't you why don't you plug some of your work and let people know where they can find you? Um, okay. First, let's make I this is the standard John joke on all podcasts. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Pastor P-A-S-T-O-R. John spelled J O N because H's are ooh self. <laughs> um, I am a gray haired old man, as you can see on the YouTube channel, um, who spends way too much time on Twitter. Um, at the moment, as a freelance blogger, I am writing for Pirates and Princesses, uh, Attractions Magazine, Thrills, Taste Travels, Universal Family Vacations. And I think those are the main ones at the moment. There's a few foodie magazines. They don't like to mention that I write for them that you you may be familiar with that are delicious or they eat a lot or those kind of things. Um, and oh, and I don't want to get in trouble for this one. If you need, if you're consulting any unofficial guide anytime in the soon to search through any any local Orlando theme park, think of me. <laughs> We will, John. And I'm certainly going to think of you because you saved me tonight. Otherwise, it was just going to be me all by myself, probably begging people to join. No, the chat would have helped you out. You'd have been fine. This group loves you. Well, I appreciate they're, them. They're just confused because it was on Monday night, even though you warned them it would be on Monday night. I did. But you know what? I, I hope that in the future, this is something that we can do and we will get some more participation. And people, John, you can you can be a witness for me and tell people this isn't scary. Like it, it's it's totally fine, and and I okay, I'm I may not be the right one because on the Sundays in which I stand in front of a large group and speak something of importance of hope for the world, right. I'm scared every time. So <laughs> so so that, this is a whole different conversation. I don't feel there's quite as much eternal significance to what I'm doing right now. Sorry about that. Oh well, I I see how it is, John. I, I, All I right. Don't mean to, I don't mean to play the God card on you there, but it kind of popped out. Sorry, I'll tell uh. you. Later. 
put that Sorry, back my, in the deck. My bad. All right. We're going to send you the green room. Thank you, John. One more time. You've been awesome. And I'm going to wrap up the show right now. Yes, my friends, we have done it one more time, a live pass holder lounge. And this time I invited you all to join and you let me down. John didn't let me down. He was there for me, but you all let me down. I'm a little sad. I'm a little, I thought you loved me. Here it is. It's Valentine's Day. Tomorrow is the day where we, you express your feelings, your true feelings for everyone. And right now I'm feeling like. You all just didn't feel the same way about me that I that I do about you, but um, that's okay because I do love you all. You're you're all monorail fam. You're hashtag monorail fam, whether you like it or not. Um, I want to point out, John did not say the password. The password tonight was Enchanted Rose because I think that that is a very romantic lounge. I'm gonna go ahead and have this shot myself. Let me turn this around. We're going to do this in memory of the Tennessee basketball program that after making it to number two in the country, decided to go ahead and lose a bunch of games. Cause why, why, why make sure I'm happy during February or March? Who, I mean, my friends didn't want to join the show. My basketball team doesn't want to win. So what difference does it make? But I'm going to hold this up and I'm going to say cheers to all of you. I, I do love you so much. Thank you for joining the chat. I appreciate every one of you. I'm, you know what? I'm proud of you. I'm not disappointed in you. I'm proud of you. And you're doing great. Hang in there. I know we've got tough stuff going on. All of us do. But you know what? We can get through it together as long as we stick together. Right? And you know what? We're going to stick together. We're going to be right back here next week. Next Tuesday in the Passholder Lounge. And I hope to see you here. I'm going to save you a seat. And until then, cheers, friends. Have a good week. Happy Valentine's Day. Good night. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.